In our text from 1 John this morning, we are told that we are called to lay our lives down. We heard Rob sing the call of God to give our lives away, to care for those who are in need. But how do we sustain that call to justice when we are exhausted and weary to the bone? This has been an exhausting few months. It's been an exhausting year. It's been an exhausting 49 years. This work of justice is hard. And it is the call of God on this congregation, on all those who follow Jesus. And so how do we sustain it? You have done some incredible work over the past few months. And last Sunday, you took a courageous stand for justice. You did the right thing, despite the cost, in order to say to the world, the stance of incompatibility that has been placed on the LGBTQ community by followers of Jesus is a lie. God's word to all of us, including the LGBTQ community, is that you are loved and celebrated by God in all of your identity, that all of our identity is God's gift to us, and you stood for that. And I and God could not be more proud of you for that stance. But I know that many of you find yourselves in this moment, as I do, absolutely exhausted. (laughs) And yet we hear this call again and again to do the work of justice that is a lifelong call. We cannot sustain that unless we give ourselves permission to rest, to renew our souls, to listen to the voice of the good shepherd who knows when it's time to lie down beside cool waters, when it's time to nourish ourselves in green pastures and at the table of God's abundance so that when the shepherd calls us into the work, we are ready and renewed and can sustain the work. And so this morning, I want to invite you to give yourself permission to rest for just a little bit so that you can renew yourself in mind, body, and spirit for the work that is ahead of us. So what I'd like to do this morning is invite us to use our God-given gift of imagination for just a little bit. Get comfortable and close your eyes and take in a few deep breaths. Now, I'd like you to imagine that place that is for you an oasis near water. Maybe it's a pool or fountain in your backyard surrounded by trees and flowers. Maybe it's the pathway along the bayou where I walk in the mornings and some of you walk where you can see the water birds and see the wildflowers, the blue bonnets that have been rising up this past month. Maybe it's sitting out in a boat fishing in the early morning hours of dawn, listening to the lone call of a bird and the splash of a fish in the water. Maybe it's walking beside a mountain creek that's gurgling as you hike the mountain. Or maybe for you, it's like me, it's the ocean, a deserted beach, the sound of waves crashing, the call of a seagull and the feel of wet sand beneath your feet. 
Can you find that place that for you is that oasis? And now I invite you to continue to use your imagination and place yourself in that spot. Can you feel the breeze? Can you smell? Can you feel the warm sun or the shade of the trees? What do you hear? As you sit or stand in that space, can you feel the tension in your body start to release? The thoughts begin to dissipate. And a slight smile begins to curl at the edges of your mouth. That's the image of the kind of rest God is inviting us into. And so I want you to just stay there a minute in your mind's eye and hear these words. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. God leads me beside still waters. Nourishes me in green pastures. God restores my soul and leads me in paths of righteousness for God's name's sake. Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overfloweth. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God, we're tired. <laughs> we're exhausted. This has been a year of fear and doubt and anger and grief. We've made huge decisions for the cause of justice, and we are weary to the bone. God, would you help us hear your voice, the voice of the Good Shepherd calling us to rest, to step aside for just a bit, drink deep from your well, nourish ourselves in body, mind, and spirit, and let go of our fear knowing that you are with us always and will lead us into life. Speak this morning so that we can hear you and be still so that when it's time, we are ready to continue the work. For we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Psalm 23 is a favorite psalm. <laughs> It's usually read at memorial services and funerals. I read it at my mother's. I read it at my father's. I read it at Jack's mom and dad's memorial services. I've read it or had it read at every single memorial service I've ever officiated over. And it is a powerful psalm to remind us that even as those we love pass from life through death into life, God goes with them. They're not alone, and we need not fear for them, and they need not fear the passage. But this psalm was written for us who are alive to remind us who leads us through life, to remind us that there are times when, yes, the shepherd calls us to start out across the barren wasteland, 
across narrow paths along cliffs that are dangerous and fraught with difficulties. But there are also times when the shepherd says, be still, lie down, rest, renew yourself. And this is one of those moments. (laughs) The work of justice continues. But we first must stop and be still and allow God to renew our strength. Most of us know this psalm in the version that is from the King James Version. And it is beautiful. It was written to be poetic. And so it is. It's one of the most poetic passages in all of Scripture. But that version is not terribly accurate. And so it leaves out some things that actually might help us equip ourselves for this hard, exhausting work that might help us build a rhythm into our lives that allows us to work and draw aside and rest, to work and draw aside and renew ourselves so that we are able to sustain the work that God calls us to. So what I'd like to do is look at this psalm again in its historical and geographic context, and then look at some of the actual Hebrew translations of the words so that we find what we need to give ourselves permission to stop, be still, and renew our strength. The historical context of this psalm is not what we imagine. Most of us think that this psalm was written by David, the young shepherd boy, or at least when he was the shepherd king. But the reality is that this psalm, as well as most of the psalms, was written long after the Davidic dynasty had fallen. The northern kingdom had been conquered by Assyria, and Judah and Jerusalem had been devastated by Babylon, and most of the community had been taken into exile in Babylon. And guess what? They were there for a generation, which in that time was 49 years. It was in the 50th year that the Edict of Cyrus said, you are free. You can go build a new future. This psalm is written to a community that is exhausted from 49 years of captivity, enslavement, and now has to figure out how to build a new future in uncertain terrain, not knowing what they're going into or what they'll find or what that will mean, only knowing that they have been set free. It's a psalm that's written about the Negev wilderness. We read the psalm and we think of these rolling grassy hills. We can see the blue bonnets and the trees waving and the grass just wandering safely around. That's not the reality to which this psalm was written. The Negev wilderness is a stark, barren desert filled with rocky crags and canyons with dried out wadis that in the summer rains fill and become raging torrents. Grass, vegetation is sparse except around hidden pools that can be found in some of the canyons. And only a good shepherd who knows how to navigate that wilderness, who will lay his or her life down for the sheep, can lead the sheep safely through that wilderness. There are predators hiding 
in the rocks, behind the rocks, and in the canyons, they too come to those watering holes looking for water and also looking for sheep who have wandered away from the herd. And only a good shepherd can protect the flock. And so both our gospel and the psalm reminds us that we have such a good shepherd, one who has gone before us, one who knows this terrain with all of its challenges and difficulties as well as its blessings and places of rest. One who knows us as sheep and knows when we are too exhausted to go on and need to lie down and renew ourselves and then knows when it's time to prod us with that rod and pull us back with that hook. That's who we follow. And in this moment, God is inviting us to sit beside, to lie down beside cool waters and rest and renew our souls. This shepherd knows where those pools are. And this shepherd assures us that the enemy may be out there, but the shepherd will protect us. And so we can lie down in safety without fear and renew our strength. The term that says the Lord restores my soul in the Hebrew actually means the Lord puts back in me the breath that has been scared out of me. You know those moments of panic and fear when you cannot breathe. You know those moments of grief when the sob is so intense that it catches in your throat and you can't find your breath. This shepherd knows we've been in that place for years, and especially in this last year of pandemic with everything else. And the shepherd is breathing life back into us, giving us back our breath, inviting us to sit and be still and let go of the fear and the doubt and the anxiety and the exhaustion and just breathe in the breath of God so that we can be led in the paths of justice. The phrase led in paths of righteousness for God's namesake actually means the shepherd leads us along the path of justice for such is the character of the name of God. We are called into justice. We have much work still to do. We have done amazing work thus far, but we need to pause and renew and restore ourselves. So that even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and there again is this image of the breath being taken from us, because the actual Hebrew translation is, when I walk through a valley that's so dark, it scares the life out of me. The shepherd's with us and will protect us from the predators, from the enemies, from all the things that threaten our well-being. And all we have to do is breathe the breath of God that is already within us. And God spreads this table before us. It's a table that is ours at which we can feast even in the most challenging and difficult of moments. It's always spread for us. We can always come to the table and ask God for what we need even when enemies of pandemic, of judgment, of having to leave 173 years of history, taking it with us, but not being able to stay in the place that was our home. All of that, when we get terrified and afraid and anxious, God says, come on, sit down at the table. Let's talk. Let's eat. Let's remember that we have one another, that we are a community called together by God, that we have a shepherd leading us, and all will be well. 
The image of oil anointing our heads is not a sacramental image. It is an image of luxuriance, of excess, of exuberance. Oil pouring over in excess like the oil that the woman broke and poured on Jesus' head and feet. And they said, what a waste. Yes, because God celebrates us and loves us and wants us to know who we are and to know that luxuriance of the love of God that is ours. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. The actual Hebrew translation is goodness and mercy will pursue me all the days of my life. I love that because I can't escape the love of God, the mercy of God, the goodness of God that pursues me each and every day of my life, even in this day. Even in this day of transition, even in this day when many of us are feeling deep grief, even in this day when many of us are excited, although we're not quite sure what we've gotten ourselves into, in this place of new possibility, God's mercy and goodness is pursuing us and the good shepherd is leading us through this wilderness into life. And that's good news. That's good news that we can stop and be still and let the load off for just a little while. Give ourselves permission to go out and just sit and enjoy the beauty of spring. Listen to the birds. Put your feet in some water, even if you have to get a bowl in your hose, and feel what that's like to renew yourself. And so I want to invite you this week to do something that gives you life, to give yourself permission to eat well, to celebrate the heck out of what you just did, because it's awesome. And then give yourself permission to rest. Put the burden down, put the work down for just a little while, so that with strength, with renewed vision, we can continue the work to which God has called us. God is our good shepherd. And we, God's sheep, know God's voice. And when we follow the shepherd, all is well. Now, I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, there's a little ditty that I learned in Sunday school. And it's really all there. And you probably know it. And if you know it, you can sing it with me. My Lord knows the way through the wilderness. Don't know that? All I have to do is follow. My Lord knows the way through the wilderness. All I have to do is follow. Strength for today is mine always, and all that I need for tomorrow. My Lord knows the way through the wilderness. All I have to do is follow. And that's all we have to do. When God says rest, we rest. When God says let's get up and go, we go. When God prods us because we're stuck in our fear and doubt, we move. When we get too close to the edge and God's rod grabs us and pulls us back, we breathe. God says rest. Thanks be to God. Amen.